Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Busy Blooming podcast. My name's Tess. I'm Alexis. And welcome back, or welcome if you guys are new. If you are new, we're going to just keep doing this little intro about like <laughs> what Busy Blooming is until everybody knows. Yeah, just keep it going. <laughs> yeah, just keep it going. So if you guys are new, Busy Blooming is more than a podcast. We have a network and a community for women in postgrad and or women in their 20s. We have a Facebook group and an Instagram. The Instagram is just popping off lately and that is all because of you. It's just, it looks <laughs> oh so God, good. stop. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> we have a little rebrand coming, so yeah. everyone stay We're tuned. We're excited about it. We are. There's lots coming. There's lots of new stuff coming, so everyone stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, make sure to join our Facebook group, join the Instagram, join the LinkedIn, our blog, and just be part of the community. So this week, we have Carter Sullivan on the podcast. She talked all about changing your mind about what you wanted to do post-grad, finances, her experience with student loans, and also we talked about hustle culture and being like super busy in her 20s and just so many good things. So stay tuned for that interview. Before we get into it, we asked you guys um, some questions on our Instagram, as always. So before every episode, we like to hear from the community and your thoughts on the topic for this week. And I'm excited to get into it. Me too. Before we do, how was your week? How are you? It was good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm officially two weeks fully vaccinated. So I am just like ready to go. So excited about it. Like truly could not be happier today I saw one of my friends for the first time since like October and I was like oh my god I forgot what it feels like to like hang out with people (laughs) I know and just like it feels so good to have the two weeks post the second vaccine because you don't have to worry about anymore of like like I don't know because before the vaccine I'm always like okay I can't like breathe on them or like get too close like I I could literally kill them (laughs) (laughs) literally it's like so stressful so much pressure (laughs) I know I know that's like such a good feeling that's good I know I'm like I feel like a weight is like lifted off me yeah totally Mm -hmm. that's good what about you how was your week um it was chaotic (laughs) (laughs) that's not good (laughs) I know I feel like I don't know if this is just me, and this might be way too much information. I'm ready. (laughs) When I'm PMSing, Mm -hmm. I want to change my entire life. Is this just me? I, like, kind of feel that. Oh, my God. Like, whenever it's, like, the week before my period, I'm like, I need to change everything. Like, I question my whole life. I have an accidental crisis, and, like, (laughs) it happens every month. Like, is anyone else listening like this? It's, like... I don't even know. I just, like, overthink and, like, think so deeply about, like, every decision I'm making. Oh, my God. That sounds intense. I wish I could just have the normal, like, symptoms, but... (laughs) It's like, I wish I could just be normal. (laughs) I'm just not like other girls. I'm just not like other girls. (laughs) I'm just such a deep thinker. (laughs) So, other than that, um, my week was good. I I feel good now. I'm thriving. (laughs) Good. Back back. to normal. I'm back and back and better than ever. But yeah, I'm back. I decided to stay an extra week with my family in Vancouver Island. So I'm heading, taking the red eye flight um, this weekend back to Toronto. But, you know. But like we said, we asked you guys um, some questions on our Instagram. We, I don't know. It's just so fun to hear from everybody in the community. Um, mm-hmm. And start on Instagram, just your thoughts on this week. This week, we asked a lot of questions about, like, changing your mind post-grad. And I think you and I have literally opposite experiences yeah <laughs> changing we <your> do <laughs> okay so the first question we asked you guys is did you change your major during college and 51 percent said yes and 49 percent said no oh my god that's like so close right down the middle yeah i'm pretty sure i looked at this last night and it was literally 50 50 what yeah oh, that's so surprising to me i know i feel like everyone changes their major but Maybe that's just me, Not me trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Okay. So what was your major in the university? So I did a Bachelor of Public Relations. Okay. And I'm, that was it. I yeah. went into school for that. <laughs> and then I graduated with that. Now I'm working in, like, PR and communications. But, like, when I was in grade 12, I had no idea what I was going to study. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't decide until... I think like end of first 
semester or like mm-hmm. early second semester like I literally mm-hmm. had no idea what to do and my mom was like Alexis like we need to figure out what you're doing and I'm like <laughs> I know but I literally don't know what to do so my yeah. sweet mom like went online and like researched like every university and like every program that she could think of Aww. and she found the school that I went to and she found the PR program and she like came into my room one night I remember and she was like okay like I think you should do this and I was yeah. like I just said okay because like I literally didn't know what else yeah. I was gonna do so like when I started I didn't even know what public relations was yeah my mom yeah. was just like you like to write you are obsessed with social media you're like yeah. good with people like you should just go with it and I was like yeah okay and now here I am like five years later <laughs> yeah well, I feel like something, like, that's a problem, I think, with a lot of people when you're, like, 17, 18, trying to figure out your major. Like, something like public relations, like, you wouldn't even really be able to, like, you probably have, wouldn't know what that is. Like, for the, like, no. you would know what it is, but not what the job would actually look like. Yeah. Which I think is what I literally had is. no idea. And honestly, yeah. I didn't even really know what it was till like, second year. I was, like, <laughs> going through first year, like, I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy that you just did the four years like that's nice I know and the good thing with like the PR program which I don't think there's a ton of schools in Canada that offer it as like a major Mm -hmm. but it's really nice because it's like a mix of public relations communications and marketing yeah yeah totally it's like I could really do like any of those jobs and like what I learned in school like would apply to them yeah yeah that's like such a good degree yeah I honestly loved it like I would recommend it to anyone who's even like slightly interested Mm -hmm. look up Mount St. Vincent University in Halifax Nova Scotia the public relations degree like 10 out of 10 yeah that's good yeah yeah what about you what did you start with I went in well I switched universities so like like right out of school into a Christian university in Vancouver and then I feel like you might have told me that before yeah yeah we'll go into detail but it was um, an experience <laughs> just and then moving on <laughs> yeah and then I did business there oh okay. and then which I wish I just did business like mm-hmm. now working as a marketing manager but like anyway I did business and then I transferred University of Toronto I don't even I think I started like criminology oh really yeah because oh, I wanted, you to, wanted to be a lawyer right yeah I watched way too much suits like I don't even know but <laughs> I ended up, oh, I did philosophy for a whole year and a half. Really? Yeah. And then anyways, I ended up graduating with a professional writing and communications degree with a double minor in philosophy because <laughs> I had oh. so much philosophy class. Like I just had like the double minor. Switching that many times, like I was so stressed all the time because like I had to t- constantly take like six classes a semester to graduate oh, in four years. Yeah. So did you like, end up graduating on time? I did. Yeah. That's good. But, I took some summer school online, and then I did, like, six classes a semester, like, just to... Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to graduate in the four years, but I just, like, really, really wanted to because, like, I don't know. I feel like when you're a younger sibling and, like, you see your older siblings, like, graduate, like, you just kind of think that's, like, how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I graduated in four, but, like, it was um it was a journey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like all those things that you majored in are, like, so different from each other. Like... I know. I know. <laughs> Like, you like you know a little about everything. Yeah. You'd be good but at then trivia. I, but then I feel like I'm, like, an expert at nothing. <laughs> then, like, I know a bunch of stuff. Like, I would say, obviously, like, grammar and writing is, like, what you learn in writing, mm-hmm. which I use a lot in marketing. But, like, I know, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like if you studied writing for, like, four years consistently, like, you would know a lot more than, like, cramming it into, like, a year and a half with, yeah. like, a bunch of minors. Like, yeah. But... I mean, it all worked out in the end. It always works out in the end. Like, your major is really not that deep, I feel like. No, because, like, even if you don't have a major in something, I feel like you could still, I mean, unless it's, like, like chemistry or something. Yeah. I feel like you could, like, find other experiences within that field that you could put towards a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, you can take, like, I, when I graduated, which we'll get into, like, I changed my mind again, and I wanted to go into project <laughs> management, I just took post-grad, like, project management classes online. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Like, there's an yeah, online can class do so for much. anything. I know. Like, you can, even if you graduate with a random degree, like, you can just do a post-grad certificate and totally yeah. change your career. Yeah. Which, which is, is really cool. so reassuring. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, the next question is, if you did change your major, how many times? 88% said one to two times, and 12% said over three times. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like one to two, like, is pretty standard. Yeah. But, like, three plus, you're in my boat of, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what do I do with my life? I don't know. (laughs) I know. Okay, the next question we asked is... If your 18-year-old self saw where you worked now, would they be surprised? 69% said yes, and 31% said no. That's, That's really interesting. That's a really interesting question. Yeah. I what do you think? I've never really thought about it before. Yeah. I don't think I'd be surprised by mm-hmm. the type of work that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I think I'd be surprised at what industry I'm in right now. Yeah. Because right now I work in health research yeah type situation which if you would have asked me when I was 18 (laughs) where I'd be working that would be the last thing I would say yeah like if anyone knows me in real life you know that that is just not my vibe like you would be shocked yeah so I think I'd be surprised at that what about you I I think I wouldn't be I feel the same like I don't think I'd be surprised that I'm working in marketing but Mm -hmm. again like I work at like a legal tech AI startup like so random like for my I feel like the same like for my personality and just my interests yeah and I think I'd be really surprised like where I'm working like living in Toronto I'd be like what (laughs) yeah honestly me too kind of because I always said when I was in like later high school I was always like as soon as I graduate I'm going to Toronto Mm -hmm. like peace out Nova Scotia I'll see you guys later but I'm still here I've never left yeah (laughs) Oh my god, you need to move. Then we could do the we we could do the podcast in person. God, <laughs> it would be so fun. Don't tempt me. Cuz like I would in a second. Oh but at the god. same time, it's like I love Halifax so much. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like really conflicted on it. I could talk about that for like 30 really? minutes with well, like, and my your pros whole, and cons. <laughs> your whole family's there too, which makes it hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Like I feel like that too when you do live somewhere where your family isn't, like I'm I'm constantly going back and forth like should I move back? to where my family is like I don't know it's it's so hard because you feel like you are missing out like even on like little things like family birthday dinners and yeah. like it's like you're just not there but it doesn't like but then it's but the, then it's like oh you want to live in a big city and like have yeah. that version of life like there's just like two versions of life and I'm like I feel the same like I'm constantly like I don't know which version is better I know and I feel like it is probably really good to move away for even yeah. if it's just a few years yeah like, I feel like that is really healthy mm-hmm. so I'm like I should do it just to do it just well, for fun you can, you can <laughs> me trying to convince you but I'm like you can always move back I know that's the thing I need to like remake my pros and cons list <laughs> okay so the last question is if you changed your mind about what you wanted to do what did you start with and what are you doing now the first one says Ages 6 to 20, I plan to be a pediatric cardiologist, and now 25, I just graduated law school. Oh, my God. That's so different. I know. Those are two, like, admirable careers. I know. <laughs> like, being like, a good lawyer for and you. a cardiologist. <laughs> oh, my Damn. gosh. Um, someone said, I graduated in civil engineering, and now I'm an executive assistant in TV. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my God. That's, like, would be one of my dream jobs. Yeah. I'm jealous of you. I want to work in TV. <laughs> that'd be so cool i know um okay someone said i started in music education and now i work at a cancer nonprofit. oh that's that's so nice oh i worked at a cancer nonprofit as like my first job at a university it was my favorite job i've ever had really i'd recommend to anybody to go work at a nonprofit. like it was so good that sounds so nice now i'm like "Mm, should i do that you should (laughs) Wow, someone said they went from astrobiology to business and they currently work in sales. People Whoa. have, like, the coolest <laughs> job, like, majors, astrobiology, like, That damn. sounds so cool. Yeah. I feel like sales, you can truly have any degree. Like, Storm works in sales and, like, his friends have, like, the most random degrees because you truly just need to be, like, naturally a good salesperson and, like, you oh, can't really? really teach that I feel like I, like I guess you can obviously teach it but yeah. I don't think I could be taught <laughs> like I think me either I know like I like would and... be so bad I feel in my soul that I'd be so bad at it I know <laughs> someone said started as pre-law and I currently work in publicity at a book publisher 
Oh, that's so cool. Oh my god. You're like the real life younger TV show. Have you watched that? No. Is that with Hilary Duff? Yes. You <laughs> have to watch it. Really? Yeah. Do you have Amazon okay. Prime? Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. And it just finished. Yeah. So like you could watch it from the beginning the to the very thing. end. Yeah. Okay. Okay, watch it. Oh my it. god, watch it. <laughs> I've heard I hear it all the time, like on the morning toast. It's so good, but the ending is terrible. But like it's good it's until that point. <laughs> I was like, not watch the last episode. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you don't have to. <laughs> it's like How I Met Your Mother. Like, have you seen that show? Just, I haven't watched that the whole way through. The ending, the last season, it's so bad, the last season. It's just really horrible. That yeah. sucks when that happens. I know. Someone said, I was in engineering and I hated it. And then I changed to accounting and got my CPA and now I'm making six figures. No regrets. Whoa. Queen go off yeah she's a queen i love that yeah someone said they started in dental hygiene and then went to marketing and then they said why did i ever want to work with teeth (laughs) (laughs) true i feel that again that's two like totally different things i know okay well i think that's all the questions we asked you guys thank you for writing in as always best answers we got so many good ones anything else to say before we go to the interview no, I think thoughts? I think I'm good. Okay, well, um, I guess that's everything from us. Again, if you guys want to be part of the intro, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Busy Blooming. With all that being said, let's get into the interview with Carter. Okay, so we're here with Carter Sullivan. I'm so excited having the podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. Second, hopefully, second time's a charm. Yeah, we tried to record this like literally 10 11 episodes ago or something like for the first one starting like I couldn't even talk about it on my video like I had recorded like how excited I was to talk with you on it and then you're like you can't mention this and I was like edit edit I know (laughs) I know I know and then the audio like completely failed but you know this time's gonna work like we're determined this is happening um okay so before we get started do you want to just introduce yourself tell us about your days what your life is like let's just learn about you I always like try and find like a really good elevator pitch for this. Like I need I to like really narrow it down. Um, <laughs> my name is Carter. I'm 20. I really had to think about that for a second because COVID's really hit me hard <laughs> in terms of like how long I've been stuck in my house. I'm 23, soon to be 24. Um, I live in Ottawa, Canada. Um, I work full time nine to five on a data analysis team in corporate healthcare. I do the YouTube thing full time, nice. you know, all that Instagram podcast, social media what else do I do that's like maybe different than everyone else? I have a horse. I just bought a house with my boyfriend. We have a dog. Oh my God. I feel like that's a very like solid elevator pitch. Like you have a horse. I mean, come on. And a house. (laughs) Okay. So this podcast is all about being in our twenties and trying to, you know, figure out life the best way you possibly can. So if you could go back to yourself at 18, what would you tell your 18 year old self? I feel like I have so much I would tell her. I would give her a big hug, first of all. You yeah. Know, I would just give her a big hug. And, like, you know, I, I wish, that, like, I could meet my 18-year-old self and that she could see me now and, like, see, yeah. you know, that I'm doing it, like, I'm doing good. Like, not, like, you know, I'm not boasting, but, like, I'm doing great. Like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> just surviving. Like, you're going you're gonna to do good in life. And, like, this is what mm-hmm. you're going to accomplish by 23. And I feel like I would tell her to just embrace where she is now and like the current phase of life, because I feel like I'm someone who is always looking to the next big thing. And then like the Mm -hmm. next big season of life. And especially, you know, you graduate high school and you look forward to university and then you graduate university and look forward to a job. Mm -hmm. And like, I was just always hurrying through whatever phase of life I was in. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could just tell her to slow down and like, take it all in Mm -hmm. and do more. Like, you know, I didn't really have a life in like university. I worked full time and I went to school full time. I wish I feel like could have told her to like, just chill, like just enjoy it. Yeah. Like go to a party or go to gosh yeah. or, you know, go on a trip with your friends, but you, know, you can't change anything now, but yeah, no, it's a good one. I, I feel the same. I think I saw this TikTok and it was like, um, oh, I'll be happy when I graduate university. Oh, I'll be happy when I get married, when I have kids, when I retire, like you're just yeah. constantly like thinking of the next thing and it's. I feel like especially like 18, 19, I was so like that too. Yeah. So speaking of school, like you're someone who I think can speak so much to being in the boat of changing your mind about what you want to do. And I think I'm sure, like you said, if you saw yourself now in 18, you would be like, oh my God, like, how am I here? Not yeah. where I thought. So like, what has your experience been with changing your mind in college and post-grad and like, how have you dealt with all of that? I 
changed my mind quite a few times in university, which I feel like it's either you do or you don't. Like there's some people mm-hmm. that don't change their mind at all. And there's some people that change their time mind a million times. And like I never changed my major or my minor, but I changed what I wanted to do a lot, which I think is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I graduated and I definitely went through this like not being ready to graduate yet. And so I signed up to do another degree or like I enrolled to do another degree and I was mm-hmm. so excited about it, but I was really just like in denial about graduating and getting a job. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, 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 girl, you're not doing that. Like you need to take some time and live your life and work and travel and not be in school and working. Like that's so much. Yeah. That's and a I lot. Think it needs to be normalized. And I think society's getting better about it. I think more people are talking about, you know, like it's okay to change your career path and it's okay to change your major. Or like it's okay to not do what your parents want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, the thing is we just need to continue talking about it and talking about that it's yeah. okay and whatnot. Like, I think we're doing a great job about it. Like five, 10 years ago, no one talked about like, oh, my parents want me to be a doctor, but I want to be, you know, a social media manager or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? But nowadays everyone is talking about it and I think we're fueling the fire. Maybe that's not the right like expression, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, yeah, we're, I think it is. we're talking about it and yeah. you know, we're, we're fueling the fire of like doing what you want to do in life and doing what you desire. And I just think we need to keep that up and not stop talking about that it's okay to change your mind yeah I love that I think it's so true like even I think we've said this before on the podcast but like even the jobs you can do nowadays just like didn't exist and even in the last five years I feel like so many new jobs have like popped out of nowhere and seeing on social media you're like oh I didn't even know I could do that and like yeah um so like what did you go into school wanting to do and like what did you kind of change to so I first went into school wanting to be a vet and then I decided not to do that. And then I decided I wanted to be a doctor. I always stuck in the healthcare. Like I knew I wanted to work in healthcare. I did the doctor thing. Well, I didn't become a doctor. Let's just clarify that. I didn't do the doctor thing. I wanted to be a doctor. And then I switched to wanting to become a physician assistant. And then when I graduated, I really wanted to go into nursing school. And then COVID really just made me realize that that's just like not the path that I want to be in. You know, burnout rate is really high. PTSD rate is really high. Stress rate is really high shift work is so hard on your body Mm -hmm. and I knew I wanted to make an impact and working in healthcare my whole university experience I knew that I wanted to work in healthcare and make an impact and I just didn't know how to do that in another way Mm -hmm. and so you know people ask me all the time like are you gonna go to nursing school like what are you gonna do and like I honestly don't know like it tomorrow I can wake up and be like I want to be a nurse and I can be a nurse or I can wake up tomorrow and be like okay it's time to get my master's I'm gonna do it I think the issue with and like, this isn't directly correlated to what you asked, but I think the issue with being on social media is that people take your answer and they freeze that answer and you're not allowed to change your mind like a normal human being. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not allowed to say, I've changed my mind. You know, when you put something on social media, people think like that's your answer, final answer forever. Right. So when I say like, oh, I don't want to go to nursing school right now. Or like, I've changed my mind. Like people are going to hold me to that. And one day yeah. if I say like, I do want to be a nurse. People are going to be like, what the heck? You said you didn't want to be a nurse. So mm-hmm. I changed my mind a lot and I, I started opening up about that because I think it's so important too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I definitely changed my mind quite a few times, but I kind of knew I always wanted to stay in like the healthcare field. Yeah. I think that's normal. I'm constantly changing my mind even now, like being post-grad for three years. Like I still don't yeah. even fully know like what I want to do, but I think yeah. that's hopefully normal. <laughs> and I think especially in university, like I think I changed a major like seven times or something. Like I didn't know that about you. Oh my God. I was like so indecisive like I was like okay I'm gonna go to law school okay no I'm gonna go into marketing okay no I'm gonna go into writing like so many times I ended up having like crush like six or seven classes in one semester to like graduate in four years because I was so behind from changing my mind but like yeah I don't know I think everyone hopefully maybe not six or seven times but I think people change their major a lot and even post-grad like we change our minds still we oh, have so much totally. time. Like there's no rush. Totally. I think I always would like look into changing my, ma- my major or minor. And then I kind of would like be like, oh, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do it. But like, looking yeah. back on it, I wish I had done it. I wish I had just done what I wanted to do. Like I graduated mm-hmm. with a psychology degree. I don't want to be a psychologist. And I think it was a great foundational degree for like health sciences and healthcare and stuff. But like looking back on it, I wish I would have like gone through with changing my mind in terms of like my major, my minor, because who knows yeah. what I'm doing like now. I know. I know I always wish, wish I took like business like that's like my biggest yeah. I think regret like my degrees in writing and communications which I mean I'm work in marketing so it, it got me there but I feel like I could have got there a lot faster than I did yeah. but I think 
no regrets especially with like at least like the marketing that's all like one field whereas like I've applied to so many marketing and digital social media jobs and like they don't take someone with a science degree seriously oh really I a psychology degree like what do you know about marketing and I'm like I have a YouTube channel like no you don't like you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) it doesn't get you anywhere so that's so much I don't know that like so much of you learn the job like I didn't take I've never taken marketing classes and like I'm just gonna get in. Someone's just gonna like really trust you yeah. and like faith in you, and then you're golden. Yeah, totally. I think like for you, like someone who also has like changed their mind, even post grad about like becoming a nurse and then going into what you're doing now. Like, I don't know. I, I find it hard to find the balance of like no job's gonna be perfect. Like there's obviously gonna be things you don't like, but how do you know it's like there's too much wrong with it? Like it's not just like, oh, this is kind of tough right now. It's like this is not right for me like how do you know that okay I feel like I get this question a lot because I've opened up about you know being in a toxic work environment um like not my last job my maybe my second maybe it was like October this time last year um this is I'm on my third full-time job in a year which let's talk about the fact that that's like completely (laughs) normal and okay to yeah know a job is not right for you and I think when people ask me this I tell them the everyone's job experience is different in the sense of like what might be wrong for you might not be wrong for someone else and I'm not Mm going to sit here and be like this 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 and this is how you know a job is not right for you because everyone is so different for me it was that I did not like being micromanaged and some people may need to be micromanaged and to be the best version of themselves at work like they may need a micromanager at work or someone who's involved I personally like I did not get along with my my manager and I think it's because being a micromanager and being very involved. And I was someone who was like, very like, like hands, not hands off, not back off. That's also not the right word, but like, <laughs> I was very independent and wanted to work on my own time, which is why my current job works well for me. And I think that everyone's reason is going to be different. And so when people ask me that, like, you know, I'll say like, this is why, but like, please take this with a grain of salt because yeah. your reason for leaving a job may be completely different from someone else's. And, you know, I left my last job and, you know, I didn't get hired in the permanent position, but I, I was happy I didn't because it just wasn't the right fit. And I just knew it, like it was not something mm-hmm. I wanted to do long-term. And that was mm-hmm. the reason Whereas before it was just, I found I was in a toxic work environment and, you know, I did not get along with the management style that was in mm-hmm. there. And so I think it's important to take others, you know, reasoning and opening up about it and watching people's videos on why they quit their job, but like take it with a grain of salt because, you know, you could be quitting because the work hours don't line up with your life or, you know, you mm-hmm. feel bullied and that might not be the case for everyone. Mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, I love that you said that. I think like it's, there's like sometimes can be associated like some guilt or shame yeah. or negativity with leaving a job, but it's like every job is just a stepping stone to get the next job or the next opportunity. And it's not like you're supposed to be in these jobs forever and ever. I mean, obviously it comes to a point where you don't want to be like literally in a job every every month for like six years or something but um I think it's very normal like I'm in my fourth job I've only been graduated for three years and like some people might say that's insane but I just I feel like the same I've been in toxic work environments that I just don't want to stay in yeah <laughs> and that's and okay people love to give you flat I got so much flack when I posted that I was going to my current job being like, wow, girl, you've had three jobs in a year. Like that's like, yikes. And keep in mind two of them were contracts. So like, I don't think people have yeah. contract positions. Like when they're up, they're up. Like, you yeah, can't no, totally. Up. But it's totally okay. And especially in those first few years post-grad, I think that's when people are the most miserable because they're like, here's an, like a decent paycheck, not great, but here's a paycheck. You're going to pay your bills and pay off your student debt and your student loans, but you're going to be like put into this hustle culture and work 80 hours a week and Mm -hmm. then people aren't too comfortable to leave Mm -hmm. I think so too and like I don't know I I think each job like you learn so much about what you don't want and what you want in a company and like it's so hard to think that way especially as a new grad because you're like like you said you're like I just want a job like I don't care what the office is like or what people are like but then I think the older you get and like I don't know I'm only 24 but like I just feel like already I'm I know exactly what kind of work environment I like and like what I'm best at working in but I think it's so hard to identify even like a toxic environment like it's so hard to know 
and everyone's diff- definition of a toxic environment is gonna be different right it's like a relationship yeah. like you know you can have an emotionally abusive relationship or physical or yeah like everyone's definition of a toxic work environment is also going to be different like what bothers you may not bother someone else or what you bring to light may not be brought to light in someone else's workplace but I just think that we need to talk about like move not moving around but like it's okay if you're like 23 24 and you're like this job is not for me mm-hmm. and being comfortable enough to leave and not mm-hmm. feeling guilt or shame or you know going into a job that you idolize as your forever job and realizing it's not your forever job like that is so okay if you are not mm-hmm. happy life is too short mm-hmm. you know you're not gonna go into work every day unless maybe you work for yourself and you do youtube and you're like oh my god i love my life. Like, <laughs> yeah no one wants to work yeah. You know, we could all just stay at home and not work or work for ourselves. We obviously would want to, but yeah. you know, you shouldn't hate your job. I totally agree. I love how you said that no one wants to work. It's so true. Like, no one does. yeah, <laughs> I think like, I don't know. I, I think it, I feel like it is a little bit controversial to say, like, I don't think you should stay in a job. Like, I think it's okay to jump around, but truly that is what I, I do think. I, I think do. It, I totally agree. Yeah, I think easier said than done, but I agree. Like you shouldn't just quit your job and not have a plan lined up unless you have like a really big emergency fund saved. Like I don't think you yeah. should quit without a plan, but yeah. And I think there's like such a beautiful time of applying for a job when you have a job. Like that is the most like ideal scenario to be yeah. in. You're like, okay, I'm in this job. This is not for me, but I'm just gonna update my resume and look for a job while I'm still getting income. And that is like I feel like people don't remember that as much. Like you can apply for jobs while you have one, like you don't have to make the decision to quit until you have an offer on the table. And like, I don't know, it's like, it's just a really good situation to be in. And I think it's like, you could go ahead and apply to a bunch of jobs and then realize, Hey, maybe my job I have now actually isn't that bad, like compared to what's out there. And I think it's just always a good thing to be like checking LinkedIn, checking Indeed and just like seeing what's out there. You're happy. You never know what's out there. You never know what the next Mm -hmm. step is going to be. And you're right. Like applying to jobs when you're in a job is the best because you're also not feeling that stress of like finding a job. So you're more yeah. likely to take a job that you really are like interested in and you feel like is a good, you know, offer because you're not stressed about finding a job because you don't have one. Mm-hmm. And I think like in their twenties, it is, I mean, obviously if you're in a job that you love and you have a bunch of great learnings and friends and whatever, like that's amazing. But I think if you aren't, it's almost I feel like I've done four jobs. I have learned so fast, so much information, like about marketing, like best practices and just like so much about business going from different businesses, because it's like you take totally different ways of doing things. And then you learn just like way more from different companies than you would just have like one way of thinking at one company, which I think is really valuable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so like, do you have any advice for somebody who may be listening to this who like isn't was in a similar situation to you and it's like okay I'm doing something now that I just like don't want to do like what advice do you give to say like to for next steps of like how to change what you're doing I think the first thing for me was to like really sit down and not make a pros and cons list but like make a mental pros and cons like basically yeah of what you don't enjoy about your job and what aspects of your job you want moving forward because I think that's important to note and reflect on before you start searching yeah you're like oh I really need a flexible schedule because I have a lot of appointments or something you know you're going to want to go into any job interview or anything you know asking if a job is flexible or not if it's remote if it's in the office Mm -hmm. and I think the first step is really reflecting on like your time with your current career your job and what did you like and what's the reason you want to leave mm-hmm. um, that's something you're not going to want to that's something you're going to want to look for going forward is those reasons why you're wanting to leave you're not going to want those to come up again and there's some situations where you won't know you know like management styles you're not going to know until you get into a job but mm-hmm. you can always ask questions in a professional manner to the manager in your interview mm-hmm. I don't have a good example for but yeah of their management style and you know how they are with their team to kind of get yeah for them and then the next thing is like you said like it's best to apply when you're already in a job and you're not stressed about finding a job so look on LinkedIn you know look on your whatever website the hospital website wherever you're looking start looking start applying people don't realize and I always say this like even if you're happy in your job there's no reason to not interview because you gain those skills you gain more Mm -hmm. experience and 
So yeah, I think reflecting on your time at your current position, what you liked, what you didn't like, always being on the lookout for a position, not settling, I think is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also just reflecting, like, what do you want going forward? Not in terms of like pros and cons from work, but what, what do you want? Do you want to completely change your career and end up in healthcare? Mm-hmm. Do you want to completely change your career and end up in social media? Kind of see where you want to go. Or I always tell people to just like go on LinkedIn Mm-hmm. And like don't type in any keywords and just go through the postings if you're really unsure about what you want mm-hmm. and like what calls out to you you know so yeah like, oh that's interesting or I'd like to learn more about that because I had no interest in going into like data before this but I saw the job posting for my position and I was like oh that's so interesting like I would love to do that and I never yeah. considered it before so I think just like you know taking time to go through job postings and whatever like calls to you kind of like keep note of that you know mm-hmm. if it's in a hospital if it's in a lab if it's remote or, mm-hmm. or not totally I feel like I went through a similar situation where like I was in a job and I'm like okay this is I might just look for something else and then we had this um career coach Janelle on the podcast she's like a millennial career coach and something she said was like you should never just like jump to the next job. Like, you know, you should take a step back and think like, okay, what do you want out of your life? Like aside mm-hmm. from work, like, do you want to, I don't know, what legacy do you want to live? Like, what are your values? What's important to you? And then like fit your career into there. And I think that can be a really healthy way of thinking about your next move rather than like, okay, I just need to like get out of here and get a new job. Yeah. Like try to take a step back, like you said, and like, I don't know, maybe look for something completely different. Cause it's always a good opportunity to maybe, I don't know, open up into something totally different than you exactly. never would have thought. Like, don't hold yourself back when you're looking from jobs, you know, yeah. anything and everything. You know, I always say to people, like, even if you don't meet all the criteria of a job, just apply anyways, because you mm-hmm. may end up interviewing well and getting the job and it may be something you weren't even expecting. Totally. And like, this is something we said in the episode with Zoe, but it's like, if you meet hundred percent of the job requirements or overqualified for the job, like yeah. you can do it already and you won't learn anything. So it's like, like exactly what you said, if you're underqualified, you should apply because if you yeah. meet like 50 to 80% of their requirements, like you, like that's enough. Like you can learn the rest or they'll teach you or whatever it is. Okay. I'd also love to talk to you about like your situation with finances and student loans. You've been mm-hmm. so open about it on your channel. And like, I think so many people have learned from you of being so open because I feel like it is pretty rare for people to talk so candidly about these things. And I, <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just such a taboo thing. And like, especially nowadays, everyone's like flexing on each other. And I don't know, I just loved how you were so open about it on your channel. So what was your experience with student loans and debt like in university? So I, I talked about this, I think maybe on the podcast or maybe I don't really know where. I think that first of all, no one is educated on credit cards. You turn 18 and everyone, the bank's like, you're 18, here's a credit mm-hmm. card. And you're like, oh my God, I have money now. They should give like a class on in. it. Yeah, you're tapped happen at the Starbucks on campus. You're going to Lululemon <laughs> in between classes. And, you know, I'm really grateful. My dad paid for my post-secondary school. It was an agreement between him and my mom when they got divorced. Um, and then I ended up taking a fifth year for just personal reasons. Um, and obviously that was my own reasoning. So I took out loans and I didn't qualify for OSAP because I made too much money as a student. And I had to take that out like as a private bank loan. Oh my so God. I graduated. Yeah. I did not qualify. And I didn't even think this, about like, that. Before, yeah. Two yeah. days before classes started. So I had to go out and take a bank loan. Um, and so I graduated and I graduated during COVID and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, you know, people graduate with loans and credit card debt and like, it's normal and it's fine. And I honestly credit a lot of it to Matt. Matt's my boyfriend. If you guys don't know, Matt is just like so financially aware. And Mm -hmm. I like, I think this is not talked about enough. Like I looked up to him, but people Mm -hmm. are so weird when I say it, but like, I looked up to like how financially responsible he was and like yeah. all make our mistakes and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we, at that point had been dating for like about a year, maybe like a little less. And I was just like, wow, I really want to be like, get to that position. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like not have any credit card debt or student loans and stuff. And I stumbled across a Dave Ramsey video. Um, I had Googled like how to pay off student loans. And I came across Dave, Dave Ramsey, which if you guys don't know, he's basically this big money guru, which I don't follow him anymore. But you know, he says like, 
put a thousand dollars aside before you start paying off debt for any emergencies. And then you talk mm-hmm. to your debts, like smallest to biggest. That way, you know, every time you pay off a small debt, you like feel empowered and you want to keep going, yada, yada, yada. And so um, our loans were all interest free, obviously during COVID, like when we all graduated. And um, I had just moved in with Matt. And that's when I kind of was like, okay, I need to really get my ish together. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm paying rent and I have all this responsibility now. And I had racked up about like $5,000 in credit card debt just from like university and going on trips that I couldn't afford. And, you know, I think there's enjoying your life when you're in university. And there's also like, I was just Mm -hmm. completely overspending. You know, I was going to Starbucks every day, multiple times a day and buying things like I couldn't afford. And everyone, that's just what everyone is like in university or most people. Like that's just, they hand you a credit card and they like, don't tell you anything about it. And I just did not want to live that way. And we were working so much during COVID, obviously, because of working in healthcare. And so I told myself, I was like, look, I'm not living like this. I don't want to live with debt. You know, we Mm -hmm. had talked about buying a house in the future. And I was like, I don't want to live this way. Mm -hmm. And so I literally was like, okay, how am I going to start paying this off? And so I looked up Dave Ramsey, like I said, and I started picking up more shifts. And then I started talking about it on the internet because no one talked about it. When I Googled paying off student loans, you know, I feel like in last year it's become very, very. Yeah, I think so too. To talk about, but no one talks about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to talk about it. Like, I, I'm not going to feel ashamed for it. Everyone is experiencing this or a lot of people are. And I just started filming budget with me videos and debt updates and, and all that stuff. But yeah, basically long story short, my experience was just that I, it's completely normal to have student loans post-grad and student loans are some of the lowest interest loans compared mm-hmm. to like a car loan and credit card debt and whatnot. So I always tell people to pay off the other things first. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just didn't like, and it's a personal thing, right? Like if all you have is a student loan and it's low interest and it's helping build your credit, like that's a very personal decision. And I will never tell someone pay it off or don't pay it off. Like I, there are money gurus like Dave Ramsey who will say like, you pay that off right now and you don't get to right. eat out until you pay it off. And And I think that you need to live your life while paying off debt, but you know, if that's your only debt and it's accumulating, like you're building credit off of it, then, you know, I'm, I'm not in the position to tell you to pay it off or not pay it off. Um, yeah, for me, I wanted to pay it off because I, I wanted to be able to have that extra room to put towards a house and not be putting so much money monthly towards my debt. And I'm so happy that it's paid off and, you know, I'm not done. I still have a car, Mm -hmm. um, and we still have a mortgage now, which that's that's a big thing to tackle down the line, but it's a start and, you know, I've learned so much along the way. Yeah. I love everything you said. And I think it's, it is so common to have student loans. Like I think, I don't know the percentage, but I'm sure it's a very high percentage of people that graduate with student loans. Um, so like, what would you say you're, you're like, steps to like paying them off like what specifically did you do like did you cut out like I don't know Starbucks or eating out or like what did you actually like do to save the money yeah so I feel like everyone kind of like has different plans and like ways to start but for me I who does not like to spend money like you can't sit here I mean you probably there's someone listening to this that says like I really don't like spending money myself but like who doesn't you know what I mean like, yeah who like to buy themselves clothes and go to Starbucks and eat out yeah so obviously everything shut down at the beginning of COVID and we couldn't do anything. And I found myself not spending as much just naturally, like we weren't yeah. going out to eat and stuff. And so I always tell people the first step is to either use a budgeting app, like every dollar that you can like track your stuff with or make an Excel spreadsheet about, you know, and go through your bank account and have them side by side and go through your credit card and your bank account mm. and split your Excel spreadsheet up into categories, coffee, food, eating like eating out groceries all that stuff and tally up how much you've spent that month and I was shocked Mm -hmm. it adds up so fast and that's when I was like okay I need to cut back Mm -hmm. and so I made it a point to not be like other money people on the internet and I was not going to tell people like you don't get to eat out you don't get to go on vacation you don't get to do that because it's like healthy eating if you're really restrictive you're going to binge if you are yeah with your money you are going to binge spend Mm -hmm. and so you know you look at your spending you see where you can cut back you know you may really love to eat out and don't spend money on clothes and that's okay I like to spend money on coffee and not eat out as much and so like I'm going to give myself more money to that 
everyone's budget is so personal. It's not a one size fits all. You can't look at someone on YouTube and say like, I'm going to copy her budget because your life is totally different and what you enjoy, someone might not enjoy as much and can feel the need to cut out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so then make yourself a budget. I really like every dollar um, just because you can manually input like, and it'll automatically deduct it. Like I find Excel, like, you know, if you're not like very, like, you know, you have to do all that manually. And so every dollar is great. You plug in your paychecks and then it'll say like, okay, you have $3,000 left to spend. And then when you put your rent in, it'll say, okay, you have, you know, $2,400 to spend. Right. That's a good place to start for people. Um, or like, I mean, plug, I do have like a budget spreadsheet if people are interested oh, in yeah. my budget with me videos. Um, and I think making a budget is good. And your first few months is going to be figuring what works for you and what doesn't, you know, you're going to say like, Ooh, my grocery budget was too low. I need to put that up. Or like, Oh, I had 200 extra dollars in my eating out budget. Like I don't need to have $400 to eat out. Like I can do 200. Right. You know, your first few months is going to be trial and error, figuring it out. Um, but yeah, make a, make a budget, see kind of how much you're spending, where you can cut back. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of different methods in paying off debt. I think doing it smallest to biggest is the best because, you know, you pay off something small and you feel rewarded and you want to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally put aside an emergency fund with about three months of expenses, just, you know, because that's how people get in debt is emergencies. And so Mm -hmm. when your car breaks down, you're not going to have to put that on your credit card because you're going to have the money right emergency fund and everyone's emergency fund is different you know you could just do like a numeric number like two thousand dollars you know or three to six months of expenses um you know whatever works for you you may think like oh a thousand dollars isn't enough like i have kids and all this stuff and you might want to bump it up and so like you need to figure out what number works for you and then like i said trial and error with your budget and live your life. Like I talked about this on my budget with me a few months ago, but I paused all of my extra payments on my car because I want to pay my car off in the next year because obviously the borders are not the borders are opening, but we're allowed to travel and re-enter Canada without quarantining. And in 50 years, I'm not going to care if my car was paid off a year later, but I'm going to remember all the memories I made from traveling. And so I tell people like life is so short, like tomorrow is not promised. And paying off debt is important and it's great. But if you're telling me like I can go on vacation for two weeks or like make an extra $500 payment on my car, like I'm going to pick the vacation mm-hmm. and you do what you want to do. And if you feel comfortable saying no to vacation, like go for it, but I'm not. And I want to tell more people that because no one talks about the fact that it's okay to live your life while paying off debt mm-hmm. because in the long run, you're not going to care. Like, yeah, you're going to care that you don't have a car loan, but you're not going to be like, oh, it was in January. I could have paid it off like six months earlier. Right. Totally. And it's like, if it's not that crazy of a difference, like it's not like you're going to spend so much more interest. It's like, you don't have to feel like you're like in jail or something. Cause you're in debt. Yeah, exactly. Like, and people think yeah. like you're in this debt jail, but like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and that's a very personal thing too. Like, I feel like money's just very personal. Like if you are like, I want to pay my car off in the next year and I'm not going to go on vacation. Like you do you, like, if that's what you want right. to do, go for it. Yeah. But I'm not gonna stop living my life just because I have a car payment. You know, I'm not going to feel guilty for that. I'm not going to feel ashamed from society from that. Like I'm going to live my life. I'm going to make memories and it is what it is. Totally. And I love what you said about like looking at how much money you are spending. Like that is so, it's actually pretty alarming. Like when I did the, um, like what I spend in a week and what I spend yeah. in a month videos, I was like, oh my God, like I have a problem. Like <laughs> the amount of you Uber Eats I'm ordering is insane. Like I could feed like a family. I swear like every day with the amount. I don't realize, you know, like even now I'm like, Oh, $20 at Rexall, $20 at Uber Eats. Like it's Mm -hmm. fine. It's only $20, but that adds up so quick. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're going to have good months. We're going to have bad months. Like when we first moved, like we obviously spent a lot getting the house together. And now granted we had money put aside for it, but there was a lot of money coming out of our accounts. And I was like, okay, I need to have a cooler. I need to spend a bit less <laughs> next month. Like yeah. it's okay to have good months. It's okay to have bad months. You know, mm-hmm. like not every month is going to be great and sunshines and rainbows, but mm-hmm. you got to start somewhere. And yeah, totally. And like something else you did too, which I saw on your channel, um, you had like a, like a thing that you drew oh, in. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that I was so cool. Visual. It's really yeah. good to see the progress. I do think, however, if you are tackling a big loan, 
Um, my friend Annika, I mean, she has she does her debt free journey on, on YouTube, but she has like a two hundred thousand dollars student loan because U.S. people have like these really high student loans. Yeah. And I feel like a number like that is very like overwhelming to people. And, you know, I've had people DM me and be like, I have like $60,000 in student loan debt. Like that number is just like, when I see like, oh, I've only paid off like 1.2% of that. Like it's overwhelming. Like break it down, break it down into $10,000, $5,000, you know, saving for $5,000, however many times, like five times, whatever, like 10, 10 is less daunting than paying off $50,000. Yeah, totally. So I think that's a big tip too. And yeah, the charts are awesome. I, I think they're from like debtfreecharts.com or something. I kind of came across it one day when I was just like scrolling. But if you're very visual like I am, like we had the up on the fridge for the longest time and it was like so satisfying to like, you mm-hmm. know, around like a little extra box. Um, but I think that, yeah, that that was fun too. Yeah, I loved watching that because it's fun because yeah. it's like, especially when you share it on YouTube, it's like everyone's kind of with you. So yeah, that was exactly. Cool. Um, okay, I also want to talk to you about the idea of being super busy in your 20s and hustle culture and just all of that stuff. I feel like for someone like you, you do YouTube, uh, you upload so much on YouTube and you upload a bunch on Instagram. You do, you have a full-time job. Like I think people might look at someone like you and think, oh, she's like such like a hustler, like, you know, pro hustle culture. But like, what do you think about hustle culture now? I think hustle culture is a lie. And I think it's, (laughs) just straight up I think it is the biggest crock of beef like ever like I'm not gonna swear on here but um I think it's something that society has set up not set up for us but I think it's something that's been put in place by society mm-hmm. and I think that people in their 20s fall victim to like the societal pressure to just always be like working faster working harder mm-hmm. you know working stronger in all aspects of your life mm-hmm. And we need to stop idolizing like workaholism. Workaholism? Is that yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we need to stop idolizing the mindset of like working until you've reached your breaking point from TV shows to movies to yeah. the TikTok trends. Like we think that working is excessively is like the only way we're going to succeed in life. And mm-hmm. we've all fallen victim to it. I'm sure at some point or another in some aspects, some mm-hmm. more than others. When I was in university, when was this? Matt and I just started dating. So this has been like maybe 2019. I was working full-time. So I was working 30 some hours a week at the hospital. I was also in university full-time. Like this is pre-COVID when you had to go to university for classes, like way back. (laughs) The good old days. (laughs) And I was training for a half marathon and those three things are fine. There's nothing wrong with those three things. You know, we can balance that. Mm -hmm. But I was so obsessed with showing off that I was working doubles and I was working and then going to campus and then working again. And I just did a half marathon and now I'm working again. And I, I literally broke, like I literally broke. And that's when I was like, I can't do this anymore. I had run a half marathon on the Sunday morning and I went to work Sunday evening. I went to work Monday, went to class Monday night and then worked Tuesday and by Wednesday morning, I was in the emergency room. I thought I'd give myself a heart attack. And the doctor was like, you know, you're okay. You know, but like you, the stress on your heart, like you need to chill. Like you mm-hmm. will give yourself a heart attack by 25 if you do not slow down. Because the doctor obviously was like, what did you do in the last three days to feel like you're right. attack? And I was like, oh, I did this, this, and this, and this. And I'm so yeah. happy. And like, I literally told the doctor, I was like, look, I need to go. Like I work in an hour. Like I, I need to leave. <laughs> like, I need to get out of here. No, you need to chill. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's sad because sometimes it really does take your body breaking to show you that you need to slow down. And it takes an outside person to tell you like, you really need to chill. And for Mm -hmm. me, it literally took a doctor saying, if you do not calm down and slow down, like you are going to give yourself a heart attack at 25. And I was like, wow, you're so right. And so I really had to cut back on work and focus on just, you know, school and, all that and I think part of it also comes with like independence that age like you know I was paying my own bills like I had to work to pay my bills right it just got to be too much and we just live in a world where overworking is praised and we've all fallen victim to that especially even on social media you know I took a break from the productive little day in my life for like probably a year because I was posting them and while everyone was like I love these you're so productive like you're such a hustler 
I was giving off this fake illusion that I was like this all the time, even if I was only filming this one video every week. Like I was giving off an illusion that all I did was like work, 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 grind, 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 clean, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all of this. And you know, I took a break, and then when I when I felt like I was ready to film them again, I really make a point to tell people like you don't need to get up early to be productive. You know, I I will tell people in my videos like I have sat on the couch every night after work for the last two weeks. Today's the day I'm getting my life together. Yeah. But like, you don't need to do everything in a day. You don't, you know, you don't need to do everything all at once after work. And I feel like also toxic positivity kind of comes into this, which I I know I've struggled a lot with, which is, you know, like no matter how productive you've been, you feel this guilt of like, you need to do more or you haven't done enough. Right. And especially balancing YouTube and work. I always feel that, you know, and I've had mm-hmm. to be like, like, it's okay to sit on the couch and watch TV, totally. you know, and I'm in the back of my head. I'm always like, I have a video to edit or like, oh, what am I going to film tomorrow? And it's yeah. something I'm always working on. I'm not perfect by any means, but it's something that I'm working on. But I just think hustle culture is so overrated and it's a lie. And it's <laughs> like, we should not be like bowing on our knees to like that girl or. Oh my God. Yeah. The that girl TikToks and stuff like that. I know. I, I feel like I, at the end of this year, I was like, this year is I'm going to like hustle and grind. Like I'm going to yeah. work constantly I'm on YouTube and busy blooming and I started the year like on January, like constantly working, like literally like before work, after work, like I did all weekend and I just was so like unhappy. Like I was just sad, like (laughs) just, I don't know a better word, but you just feel burned out. And even in your experience, like it, it, like that's insane that you went to the hospital and that's crazy, but it's like your body literally just shut down. Like it's crazy that your body just tells you. I think it's okay (laughs) you know, to, to work hard and to hustle and to grind mm-hmm. to an extent. Totally. You know, especially like, you know, every night after work, I like devote an hour or two to YouTube. I think it helps that it's a passion of mine and mm-hmm. I love it, but I don't need to work until midnight and give up my life. You know, I have a boyfriend, I have a dog, I have family, you know, right. like life, it comes back to like, life is short. Tomorrow's not promised. And I, I look back on the last year of my life and like, I was working, 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 YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And like, I mean, part of it has to do with we were in a pandemic and like, I couldn't go anywhere. So like, Mm -hmm. that's probably not the best reflection, but like, I don't want to say no to things because I feel like I need to keep working. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I made a video about this recently. It's like, I think it is truly possible like to have both, like to be like a really hard worker and like grind and hustle and have all these side hustles and do them well. But like success, I think doesn't, equal working all the time and no, I think that's what we constantly think how much you work yeah because even with someone like if you have an Etsy shop or an Instagram or like whatever it is I think sometimes we associate like growing and being successful with working constantly but it's like yeah. you, people who grow like crazy aren't working constantly most of the time no. yeah like you just it doesn't like one doesn't have to eliminate the other I think no, exactly I think you just need to find the balance that works for you and and like for me it's working a little bit after work every day on YouTube and having the weekends right. off. I've really valued like weekends are my time. Like yeah. I don't do YouTube unless I'm like vlogging or something, but I really try not to. Or if I do like, I'll maybe get up early and, you know, while Matt's playing video games, like I'll edit a little bit. Right. But, you know, like I went to the cottage this weekend, like, you know, part of me was like, oh, I should really stay home, like film and edit and get ahead on videos. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that because like life is short. But yeah, I know it works for you. You know, like if you work really long days, maybe working an extra hour at night isn't feasible and like maybe mm-hmm. Saturday mornings are your time and you devote mm-hmm. four hours every Saturday morning to that and that's okay but just figure out what works for you and like where you draw the line you know especially with YouTube and stuff and social media you have to treat it like a nine to five like I close my laptop and that's it I don't answer comments mm-hmm. I don't answer DMs and I think that's hard because we're all on our phone all the time mm-hmm. but just find what works for you and it might take some tweaking. It might take some trial and error to figure it out if you're like an evening person or sometimes I like to get up. I mean, that's a lie. I'm not a morning person. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> I like to get up at 5 a.m. And, and edit videos. Like, I was but, up at 5 a.m. this morning. <laughs> yeah. But like maybe getting up early is your thing. You know, there's some right. mornings that I'm like, okay, I have a lot to do. I'm going to get up early and get it done before work. Yeah. But, totally. I, I totally agree. I think you just, like you said, figure out what works. And I think like taking small chunks of time is like key for me oh, like totally. not just like spending eight hours on a video but spending like a half an hour here an hour here or like it doesn't have to be a video but like whatever it is I think that's yeah even on your yeah. lunch breaks too 
Yeah, I agree. Especially like week in my life videos, like I'll add a little bit here or there, or like same like, yeah. with lunch break. Like I find, especially if you're doing something like social media on the side, like I take a lot of little lunch breaks throughout the day. So like, I mean, yeah. it also kind of depends on your team that you work with. Like my team doesn't yeah. even like ask me when I'm going for lunch, but like I'll yeah. take 15 minutes four times a day. And like today I took 15 minutes to catch up on emails and then I took 15 minutes to answer comments. And then I right. you know, spent the other 30 minutes actually taking a lunch break, but figure out what works for you, trial and error, and it's possible to have it all and still have a life. Totally. I think so too. I feel like that's a good thing to end on. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the podcast. It was super Hi. fun. Where can, um, where can people find you? Like plug all your stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just find me on Instagram at Carter Sully and then my YouTube is just my name, Carter Sullivan. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. This is super fun. I thought we got it this time. Round two. I hope so. (laughs) Awesome. Well, um, yeah, that's it from us. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.